Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the garage. This is the Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Frankie Biazzi. Biazzi. I almost forgot my name because I was thinking about whether or not what you're going to say my name. name. You've read this is like psychological warfare at this point. Glad I can do it. <laughs> it's taken four weeks. It's my payback <laughs> of you making noise in every podcast. All right. That's true, I do that. Um, so. Although now I, I feel bad, because I was, I meant to take a sip of this water before we started, but whatever. I gotta say, I, I'm kind of hot and cold on this podcast. There are probably weeks where I probably am, like, way more black-pilled and way more white-pilled, if you want to go by that nomenclature. But... Nothing's really gotten me so down than this Will Smith shit. I can't express. I know you had a take last night. We were on opposite pages. It was the wrong take. I'll I'll admit it. My take last night was listen. My take last night was very pro Will Smith, and not because like the whole oh he defended his wife. I don't give a fuck about that. Like that's not what what I'm. I just like Will Smith as a dude. Like I think he's just a better actor. I like him better than I like Chris Rock. And there's no slander against Chris Rock. It's just like, dude, you're in the Grown Ups movies. So, like, all your good comedy kind of goes out the window. And then your tweets about about COVID are kind of bullshit. So, that was all. Grown Ups movies aren't that bad. From from you, of all people, to say that is crazy. I like the movie. Like, I like Grown Ups 1. Grown Ups 2 is awful. <laughs> Grown Ups 1 I enjoy. Like, I'll put it on just, like, if I'm doing stuff and I need something in the background. I mean, there's a lot of bad comedy. Yeah, we're going to talk about one later. Chris Rock is fine. I, th- I What I'm saying is, and I hate to be that guy, but, like, there are so many things in the world. And the Oscars, to me, already died. They're dead. Well, that's why this happened. Probably. But that's why when we had the conversation last night and I said I'm skeptical that this is authentic. I think it's real. I really do. But I can see the the fakeness of it. Like, it's going to get people to talk about the Oscars. I don't know in what sense anything is real anymore. And I think that's an inherent problem of our time reality. Whatever it's not even you can't even call it reality of our prison, <laughs> of our just existence. Here's the question: <clears throat> Yeah, does it matter? No, it doesn't, and that's my point. We're talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock all day. No, but I don't mean does that particular thing matter? I'm with you. I don't think it does. But on the the grand scale, does it even matter anymore that we can't decipher what's fake and what's real? No, like it, it, right? Like it's, it's, we've it's, lost. It, we've lost. Like it's gone too far. You know what article was out today about the Trump article? No. Uh, the guy who's one of the people who is big at the World Economic Forum said in an interview to Time Magazine that the New World Order has failed. That essentially, it's not going to work, and they know that they've kind of lost. That's cool. But they're saying what we're just saying now. In their news. What do you mean? If the headline read in Time Magazine, and this is what the headline was, New World Order is failed, 
What does that mean? I feel like you're playing a trick on me. What does I'm it mean not. if the New World Order failed? There was an article today in Time Magazine. I think it was Time. It might have been something else. I can't even remember at this point because I don't care enough anymore. But the headline was, The New World Order is dead. It failed. It didn't work. They're not doing it anymore because it's not working. There's no great reset anymore. They're changing course. Well, that's a lie. Exactly. So the headline in Time Magazine, we know that they lie. And the headlines are the biggest lies. So if it says, at this point, it's pretty much. If it's blue, if it... it New World Order has succeeded. Great reset. Uh, Yeah, it's 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 done. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So we feel like we lost. I don't don't necessarily think... We didn't lose yet. I don't necessarily think headlines are opposites no, it's not I, like I, whatever I, the headline I, I is it's like the opposite is true <laughs> I know. it's they play games with their yes, wording yes that's what i'm saying too so like it just feels it just feels like we're really in this shitty position and i don't like talking about will smith and chris rock when i don't know man there's just so many other things like joe biden is not capable of ending this conflict in well, the east that could quickly evolve into the destruction of our way of life here in America. I saw I saw a tweet about it. It was the Ukraine war ended COVID. Does that mean the Will Smith slap ended the war? Because that's how our society operates now. It's like, hey, we're on to the next thing. When's the next thing? When's the next thing? And I think they're right. I think the war's over. Will Smith did it. Um, no, but seriously... I'm, I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and pretend like I'm some political genius and that I, I follow every happening of a White House. I couldn't tell you who the press secretary of Obama was. I don't care. I couldn't tell you how many times they lied, how organized they were with their briefings. I, I can tell you the, the Trump press secretaries because I cared about those and I, I watched his, his briefings. But... So I could be wrong when I say this. I have never seen a White House be so goddamn ridiculously all over the place with what their messaging is and their wording. And it's not even like it's Biden himself. His people come out and say one thing. Biden goes out and says another. Then they come out and speak for Biden and correct him. I've never seen anything like it. And to have this happen... As a war is going on overseas that like we can easily find ourselves in at any moment into World War Three, it is terrifying. This dude in his White House, they cannot handle anything. They're the most unequipped people I've ever seen. You can hate Trump all you want, but you can't say about like all the jokes about Trump where he's gonna get us into World War Three. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's a joke. This man who's president right now, that the whole fucking left, everyone who voted for him, is it, will never admit is that this guy is lost. He's lost. This White House is lost. They have no control. They have no power. They have no message. They have no anything. It is a mess. But it's so much... M- where, where, where is... Why can't they admit it? It's so much more than that, though. Like... It's frustrating. It really is. The whole structure of our system is underpinned on the corruption of everyone at the top, and then their puppet is a demented old man who's who's so far gone. At but, this point. but listen, hey, wait, before we get off on that, because this is the point. 
we're in the trap now of talking under this pretense that there isn't a secondary narrative where that side believes that everything we think is the opposite. Like it's absolutely inverted. no. I know. So what I'm saying is the what I started this by saying the Will Smith thing really has me upset because obviously the war has me upset and obviously. Yes. The supply shortages that are coming has me really upset. And inflation that's going through the roof has me really upset. And the impending economic collapse of the country has me really upset. And all these existential things that I can't control but that have been coming for a really long time. And I've been warning about for a really long time. And for a real reason has was the start of this podcast, actually. Uh, I, we, that's all whatever. We have to recognize that... The, the justification of violence is what I think is the most disturbing pro- product of the of Will Smith-Chris Rock thing. So I want to talk about that. But at the same time, I don't want to talk... So, like, it's a trap. You see what I'm saying? It's like all these... There's nothing that we could talk about that's actually productive anymore. I feel like we're a kind of... It's depressing, and I don't want to be a black pill podcast, and I always try to avoid that. But I feel like we're now at the point, and it's we we started out trying to document the end of all of this, and I think we're at the point now where we're just circling the drain, but like we're far enough down the drain. Well, we're in a holding pattern. We are the airplane <laughs> that is just waiting to get clearance. Of like, we're like, just hang on, we'll get you down eventually. So, like, yeah. I like that we just had the post and we talked about sports and it was fun. Like, okay, but, like, this isn't fun anymore. I want it to, I want to just have an honest discussion with people about the realities of our world, but the, we've been divided in half to the point where the reality well, is... I, I think the, the theory has been proven true that reality is subjective. There is no objective truth, and we all have to accept the fact that we are in a simulation the world is ending and accept it eat it i eat say it. this i say this to you all the time yes. and i and i really mean it i think you like i don't want you to be offended by this and maybe i'm wrong like maybe i'm really wrong but i really believe you base too much of your not worldview i just your perception of the 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 national conversation on what you're reading online. I mean, that's fair. Like, I don't... Because th- online, all I'm seeing is, like, Will Smith defended his his wife, and, like, th- he was talking about alopecia. You can't do that. So far in the real world, every single person I've talked to about this is, like, Will Smith's a fucking asshole. No, like, I what agree, a lunatic. That's true. So, like, I... But I don't... It's just tough for me to, like, take what's online and be, like, like, it's such a small percentage. I don't think it's as small as you think, though. Maybe not. Maybe somewhere in the middle. Which because, is probably still a problem. Because I think that the most important people think that. No, I don't think those people are important, though. That's the They problem. are because they dominate the national conversation. They control the nah. direction of the country. And we allow them to. No. They do. They don't. How do they not? Because the election, like, it, it's going to be very basic election stuff. Like, 
Joe Biden didn't get eighty-one million votes. I don't care. Like he'll never commit. To <laughs> I was going to say this. Oh so my like, god! Or right, wait, wait. So like I like sure those people. Wait, did we talk about this? The thing that came out today? No, I don't know what thing came out today. But I wanted to say to you, oh man, I don't know. Did I mention that the biggest proof of the twenty twenty election fraud will be when turnout isn't insanely high? Of course, <laughs> like, turnout. Is gonna be ridiculously low for this for these midterms, and they're gonna make all the bullshit excuses. Obviously, but but that's my point, right? It's like you you say these people are important because like they drive the national conversation. They do the yeah. national conversation, but like that's the the people who you can't undermine. You can't you can't like underestimate those... how important the national conversation being able to dominate that is. <laughs> I think you almost can at this point because I don't think it matters anymore. Like the national conversation used to matter because it was real. It was like what people really felt. The national conversation isn't what people feel. That's my point. It's like yeah. it's the, been the, discoupled. The majority sentiment is is not the national conversation. Yeah. The national conversation is being driven by media fucking lunatics and people who copy the the drivel. Drivel is that the word? They use that. Drivel. Drivel. No, drivel is a word. Right? Like, yeah. anyway. Drivel like, is with a basketball. Drivel is what comes out of stupid people's mouths. Yeah, okay. Nailed it. Use that word perfectly. Like, <laughs> I, I really do think that that's what it is. It's like the, the national conversation is no longer what actually is the majority sentiment. So that's where I think it's like, who cares if they drive the national conversation? The national conversation doesn't matter. You know what the national conversation is? Like, this is going to piss some people off. Joe Rogan. Like, Joe Rogan's more of the national conversation than anyone else. Tucker. 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 Tucker's bigger than Joe Rogan. Maybe. It's close. But, like, so, I don't know. Who cares? Like, I don't care about those people. I don't think they're real. Like, I really I don't. just can't believe how many people I saw online, I know. But I'm, like, making TikTok videos and saying, Defending like, Will Smith. Not just defending Will Smith, but the justification for it. Although I did see one person who had an argument that I agree with about it. He was like, I would like to live in a world where consequences for your words and actions were as instant as that. And I said, well, that's a stupid way to look at the world unless we all have guns on our hips. Like the Old West. And he was like, well, duh. And then I was like, oh, okay, then I agree with you. Yeah, if, if Chris Rock was standing up there with a revolver on his hip... Will Smith doesn't stand up and... Duel. But maybe Chris Rock doesn't say something about his wife. Yeah. Like, you gotta know that's a consequence. <laughs> like, back in the day when they're playing, like, games of poker, and they're smoking their, like, yeah. little hand-rolled cigarette, and they're like, yeah, your wife's a piece of shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you should have thought about that one. No, but, um, actually, I guess now is actually a really good time to bring this up. I just went downstairs. Yes. To go to the bathroom before we came back to record this part. Yes. Amanda's been watching Inventing Anna. Okay. She finished it while I was while we were recording. I come down and Amanda goes, we should cancel Netflix. I said, okay, why? She goes, because I hate everything and I hate these shows because it was stupid. Now, we didn't fully get into it because like, she knew I was coming right back up. But what she said was like, I hate that in today's in today's world, these people don't ever have to face consequences, and 
uh, everything, like even in this show, everything is just so left biased, and it's just. And I was like, yeah, like it's it's. Well, everywhere. I mean, Barack Obama and Susan Rice are on the board of Netflix, so like, what are you gonna get? Like, there's so I was watching the show with her the other day, and like, one of like the characters is upset that her friend is like in getting arrested, and she's like, I can't let this happen, not in Trump's America. And it's like, what? Like, what does that even mean? So, I get it, and I think. Like, to her point, like, this woman who is a criminal, like, nothing really happened to her. Like, she's just able to do whatever she wants because there's really no justice anymore. And you tweeted that the other day or put it on your Instagram story. You put something up of, like, why does it matter that this Supreme Court just justice doesn't exist. The yeah. Supreme Court just means nothing. Who is this? You can put a thousand people in there. It doesn't matter. Like, there is no justice. legitimacy in the no. Supreme Court justice. No. So, yeah, no. I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah. That's true. That's what I thought. It, was stuck, it stuck out to me. I was like, yeah, was... Anyway, well, I, I, I say all that to say that like, I like to commentate on politics and culture. That's the whole point of my like youth growing up. I thought maybe I thought it's be kind of the point of this to podcast do. too. Now I'm 31. I've had a podcast for a while. The world is coming to the conclusion Dude, that we've all kind of who expected. cares? Here's why. Wait. Yeah, say it. Years from now, whoever's roaming the earth, the fact that there's a chance this hard drive will be found. Or our our, our, Spotify, RSS feed. our RSS feed will be found, and someone will discover our podcast and go, "These fucking guys nailed it." No, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't nail it though. Here's the thing: we didn't. It's impossible. We to didn't nail the details. Anything. The only thing we nailed was that we needed to change course a long time, and ago. we didn't. Well, dude, but but we you nailed that before we ever had a podcast. You were talking about crisis points in 2015. Woo! And that was, that was before I knew And that was about before the you turning. knew about the fourth turning. I nailed that shit. Yeah. I didn't know. You were like, hey, this is a crisis point, and we should definitely elect Donald Trump. But actually, no, this was before you were a Trump guy. This was, you were like, if we don't elect Bernie, we're fucked. And then I was like, Trump might help. But it was just anyone who's not like. Not Hillary Clinton. Or Biden or any of these people. Do you want to talk about that malice poll real quick? Isn't that, is that hilarious? important? That Hillary Clinton is viewed as more evil than Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. And Vladimir Putin is like way less evil than both of them. Fuck yeah. That's fine. And Vladimir Putin. Vla- don't get me wrong. He's evil. I think he's an evil dude. Sure. But like, I don't think there's a person who leads a country that's not evil. So. Yeah, let's rank them. Yeah, like, <laughs> where does he fall? Top 30? Who cares? <laughs> Like, George Soros is probably more evil than Vladimir Putin. Soros doesn't run a country. He runs multiple. So, he runs his America. (laughs) Dude, I... So, all I'm saying is, I don't want to have the most miserable black pill podcast. I want to try and talk about things that are culturally relevant and interesting, but keep the atmosphere hopeful. No, I don't think that's our brand anymore. You killed me for hopium. And then I get yes. on here and I'm like in bad moods and I want to be cheery. But I don't. I think that's kind of a brand at this point. Grum- I don't want to be the grumpy New Jersey Italian crotchety people. I don't people. know. I think that's a good lane. No. I think that that lane is needed. 
Pessimism. I don't want to be the crass. Pessimism works. Bitter. Pessimism. Old New Jersey pessimism. Italian guys. Pessimism. Why does that not sound right? Pessimism. If that's the case, we should change the podcast to the Brothers Marinara. And we should grow mustaches with twirly ends. Not allowed to have a mustache. And chest hair. Although I have chest hair. Can I go on a rant real quick? That's yes. not about anything that we've been talking about? Please. Well, kind of. It's actually kind of. Is it about Will Smith? No. Also, imagine if Will Smith just fucking, like, beat the shit out of him. Like, that would have been so much cooler. <laughs> what if Chris Rock would have just, like, fought back? Fought back. Like, on TV. Well, because it wasn't real, dude. It can't be real, right? It can't be real. Like, as much as it I think it was real, because... It can't be. By the way... Dude, Will Smith was partying with everyone afterwards. Will Smith's, like, acceptance speech? Yeah. Insane. Crazy person acceptance speech. He called himself a vessel of love. But they're all fucking... Dude, like, MK mind-controlled Scientology about, people. When he was talking about, like, Richard protected his family, and I got to protect... And he named, like, whoever plays Venus and Serena in the movie. And I'm like, dude, that was a movie. Like, you know you didn't, like, protect them. You you sat on a set with a craft lunch spread every day and pretended to be a father to these people. What are you talking about, you lunatic? And with that said, First Principal Air, legitimately a top three favorite show of mine. And I love Will Smith. And the day he dies, I make... I was about to say I'm excited for it. I'm not excited for the day he dies. I'm excited for the Fresh Prince marathon that we inevitably get. It's going to be sick. But, like, you can't just, I don't know. It's wild. Like, would you ever do that? Would you ever just, in that position, like, on TV, you're just going to go slap a dude? Who, no. Like, made At the Academy such Awards. A, such a harmless joke. Like, Ricky Gervais last year. Eviscerated everybody. Eviscerated everybody. I'm sure Robert De Niro wanted to go slap Ricky Gervais. Dude, Chris Rock wasn't even a host. He was just presenting an award. <laughs> <laughs> he was just literally presenting one award. He was going to leave the stage. Dude, he was rattled. Keep my most album out. But that's why it's not dude, real, he was, dude. he was rattled after if it were, it, In some sense, it was real, I'm sure. Like he just, sat, he just stood there and went like... Here's my best argument for it being real. And then I'm going to give you my best argument for being fake. Okay. Best argument for it being real. Something like that between Chris Rock and Will Smith, if it's scripted ahead of time or planned beforehand, their groups and entourages are so big and everyone's in, on the inside, this is something that would probably leak to some gossip column by now. We'd have inside reports of all the nitty-gritty details or at least someone <coughs> claiming to have inside reports of nitty-gritty This details. is why it's fake or this is why it's real? This is why I think it, it's real. Okay. It, we don't have that. We just have the spontaneous action of it and then the natural reaction of everyone else. And that is usually something that indicates something more organic. Best argument for why it's fake. Will Smith, unless he's completely unhinged, like more than Lindsay Lohan, more than Miley Cyrus, more than Kanye West, like literally spurred on by virtually nothing. A glance from Jada Pinkett Smith, who serially cheats on him walked up to Chris Rock live at the Academy Awards where he probably already knows he's winning the best actor in a few minutes is going to slap a presenter to another like somebody he knows for a long time I don't know how close they are but you know that he and Chris Rock know each other they're both black comedians Chris in Hollywood. Rock 
was in Madagascar with Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't know what that means, but there's like... He clearly knows Jada. Unless Chris Rock, and we don't know this, slept with Jada Pinkett Smith. That was what I assumed. And Will Smith knows that, but no one else does. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time that we I don't mean, know... I think we can only assume that Jada Pinkett Smith has slept with everybody. Everybody. So... So, if, like, he once said to Chris Rock at some point, you keep my wife's name out your mouth. And then he goes on stage at the Academy Awards and, and says that. And then you have to slap him. But that's what I'm saying. If there's a backstory, it's like, well, you know what? That's the him. only way, though. He told him. Like, hey. There's no justification for violence at a comedian on stage in any time for making a joke. No one here is a king who's going to be head of court jester. Um, You're all going to sit there and just laugh at the joke. The joke... joke the joke sucked, too. It wasn't even a good joke. It wasn't a good joke. It wasn't a meme. Like, it wasn't that mean. Kind of a bad joke. Um, here's my only issue with, like, the fake thing, though. It's like, okay, why? Like, why would they do it? Oh, all the million reasons. For the viewership of the Oscar. But, like, That's the easiest. What does it do for Will Smith? What does this do for Will Smith as, like... This helps Chris Rock. Do you see his ticket Will sales? Will Smith is a protected, made globalist... Illuminati, Scientologist, high-ranking member of all of these things. This is my theoretical argument, not something I actually believe. This is just I'm making a case. They want to destabilize the Western basis of our belief system and replace it with one of their own. And one of the foundational principles of their belief system is that there is no free speech. There is no ability to make any joke you want there are consequences for everything you say and everything you say will be immediately punished by force and by subverting that expectation that you have the right to say and make jokes and not be physically assaulted by others and instead put the expectation in your brain that if you say and make a joke that offends someone you will be physically assaulted, and that's okay. That has been happening in America for a long time. Well, you know this when this all started. That started with Will Smith. You know when this all started. What? Not when it all started. It started. But the defense this. of Will Smith is rooted in this argument. You know who one of the like one of my most hated celebrity. What? Who? David Harbor, the dude who plays the police officer in Stranger Things. Remember when they won that like the Emmy, and he's like, punch people in the face. Yes. It's awful. Fuck that guy. Freedom of speech is absolutely freedom from consequence. It's absolutely freedom from reprisal of anyone who's bigger than you, stronger than you, has has authority over you. That's what freedom of speech is. It's your ability to speak your mind and your opinion without having to fear your way of life being threatened. Um, the, my only thing with that is I remember us having a conversation about the Nazis. Yes. In Florida, they were, like, outside of Publix. And we specifically were talking about, like, they should be scared to do that. Like, you shouldn't be able to be outside with, like, a sign that's, like, white power, kill black. Like, you can't do that, dude. But at that point... Like, sure, it's freedom of speech, but, like, hey, your freedom of speech is going to have consequences. But that should be, like, a number. Hmm? That should be, like, just a number, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, if there's 30 people in a, at a clan rally, there should be 100 people who are willing to stand there and shout them down. 
I mean, I guess so. I don't know. But it's, it's just, that's different from, like, I want to say something, but then my employer fires me. Well, I the meme that I've been seeing is, like, it's a credit card machine, and the thing on the credit card is, like, please delete tweet about this thing before payment is accepted. Yeah. And, like, I don't really think we're that far away from, like, that being a thing. So, I don't know. But Chris Rock, his tickets for his show at the Wilbur. What up? So, as of, like, before yesterday, it was, like, $85 for a ticket. As of today, $400 for a ticket. Oof. Because you want to go see Chris Rock now. Is he going to talk about it? I would. Um, last thing I want to say. Yeah. And this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with this stuff a little bit. In the sense of, like, we, we say it on this podcast a lot about society just decaying. But, man. I gotta, like, sit more upright for this. I I saw a movie over the weekend. And I just jokingly over the weekend was like, oh, man, that movie was bad. And, like, man, it really just goes and show, like, how far we're coming with, like, what is considered good. And I've been stewing on it for a couple days now. And, like, it, I'm, like, angry. <laughs> about how bad this movie is and that like it even gets made and that this is what passes for entertainment and our bar is so low and the morals of these companies like they don't care like i don't think they want to put out anything good because it doesn't matter they want money they prioritize the dollar so let's make this movie that doesn't make any sense and it's not good and the quality of writing is really shitty and like they put no effort into it and i'm sorry whoever the knee brothers are that's like the direct the the directors you probably shouldn't be in Hollywood. I, I don't know who you are. You did a horrible job. I'm sorry. What was but the like, movie? The Lost City. What was it about? Sandra Bullock plays like a sex book writer who does not want to be a sex book writer. She's like this really intelligent woman. She wants to be more. Yeah. And she like used to, she was married to like this archaeologist who died. And since his death, she hasn't like left her house and she hadn't put out a book. She finally puts out this book about the Lost City, and the the cover model of the book is Channing Tatum, who's, like, the airhead. And then they go on this journey to actually find the thing she wrote about, which was based in reality, and they get closer together, right? That's the gist. It's so bad. Like, it's so bad. And I guess it's kind of an original idea. Like, it's, in a way, it's something. What's the, what's the worst part? The, the, truly, my favorite thing about going to see a comedy in theaters as opposed to, like, when you're home watching a comedy is, like, do you, do you have a, a memory of, like, your favorite comedy you ever saw in theaters? Like, maybe, uh, like, Superbad super or... Bad or The Hangover. Okay. Probably. Hangover's a great one. Like, I remember when I saw The Hangover in theaters, and, like, the entire theater was, like, dying. This is a comedy. Like, I went and saw a comedy. The theater was packed. Dead. No one was laughing. They got a couple chuckles here and there, but like no one's laughing. The movie was bombing. Like, it was bombing. So, what was bad about it? Like, the worst thing? Everything not named Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. And I like Sandra Bullock. Like, I like her. She's fine. But, like... Didn't like her... She, and she wasn't even bad. It's not even her fault. But like, that's why I don't really watch movies anymore. But like, most of them are not worth watching. No, they're bad. 
Which is sad. And it gets me frustrated because I used to love movies. But, like, there's a dude. Like, have you ever seen American Ultra? American Ultra? Is that the yes, and I know you like that one. I love that movie. The guy who wrote... Landis? Max Landis. He's blacklisted. Like, he he's not allowed to do anything in Hollywood. I think he's got, like, a creepy past. But, like... And his dad is somebody. But that dude made original shit that was really good. And he wasn't allowed to do that. Why does John Favreau get to direct everything in Disney now? We've talked about this before, like Star Wars. The amount of brilliant Star Wars writers that just exist on the internet that will never get the chance or light of day to do anything, and instead we have to watch the shit that Lucasfilms puts out now. It's not Lucasfilms. You're right, it's Disney. Uh, Alright, let's end it. Have a good night, I'm tired. Squirt you later, folks. Welcome to After the Squirt Sports, the after show to the show with me, Frankie Biazzi as the host, and my brother, Sal Biazzi, and we're going to talk some sports, because that's what we do on the after show. Hey. You wanted to talk sports? Okay. I want to interrupt you. Yes. I mean to, I'm intentionally interrupting you, because I want to start... 
the end of the podcast that's hidden behind a wall of silence and no one knows about. Mm-hmm. So even if anyone listens to this podcast, no one would listen to this part. But I want to start with the most important story in all of sports or politics in our world right now. And that is the most recent statement from the president from that from the real president of the United States if we're being honest. Have you seen it? I don't I doubt you've seen it. Mike Lindell put out a statement today? No. Is he not the real president of the United States? <laughs> I thought the my pillow guy was the president. No, Donald Trump. Alright, what did Donald Trump say? This is his statement. <clears throat> Many people and this this is both a sports and politics story. Okay. Many people are asking, so I'll give it to you now. It is 100% true. While playing with the legendary golfer Ernie Els, winner of four majors and approximately 72 other tournaments throughout the world, Gene Sowers, winner of the Senior U.S. Open, Ken Duke, and Mike Goods, both excellent tour players, I made a hole-in-one. It took place at Trump International Golf Club in West Palm Beach, Florida, on the seventh hole which was playing 181 yards into a slight wind. I hit a 5-iron, which sailed magnificently into a rather Wait, strong wind. Go back. Yes. 181 yards into the wind? Into a slight wind. The fact that Trump's hitting 5-iron, 181, <laughs> into winds, not bad. Good for him. Like, in his old age, like, it's not bad. Like, that might be what I'm hitting. <laughs> like, probably not. Like, I'm probably hitting 6. But the fact that I'm only one club off from... I've seen his swing. Like, that's impressive. Okay, continue. <laughs> so fun. I get a kick out of this. Okay. I had a five iron which sailed magnificently into a rather strong wind with approximately five Whoa, feet. Now of, it's a strong wind. Yeah. <laughs> with approximately <laughs> five feet of cut. <laughs> Whereupon it bounced twice and then went clank into the hole. These great tour players noticed it before I did. Because their eyes are slightly better. But on that one hole only, their swings weren't. Anyway, there's a lot of chatter about it. Quite exciting. And people everywhere seem to be asking for the facts. Playing with that group of wonderful, talented players was a lot of fun. The match was Ernie and me, with no strokes, against Gene, Mike, and Ken. I won't tell you who won because I'm a very modest individual. And you will then say I was bragging. And I don't like people who brag. Questions. Yes. Is that posted as like one of his statements with like the Save America banner on the top, or is it yes. just like so like he issued no, it? This isn't a Save the This doesn't have the Save America banner, but it has the office of Donald J. Trump with the seal banner. He's trolling, right? Like just trolling. I mean, everybody. he's also, he's not trolling because he legitimately did hit a hole in one. No, no, so. I, I believe that. I'm just saying like. He's doing this on purpose, like. Oh yeah, he gets a kick out. Like it. it's so tongue in cheek, like. <laughs> He's very self aware, right? Like, I think that's what people. Don't, I think he has. He loves doing. I think a lot of people don't think Trump's self aware, but when I hear that, like to me, that just reads as someone who's like, he's in on the joke. And he's laughing. also that is a pretty cool group of guys to play with. Um, but he's flexing. I, like, he's, I've he's watched, legitimately flexing on I the have, haters. I have watched a lot of tour players. As the children. So. Like, that's such a classic question to ask, like, a tour player. Like, oh, you know, like, who's the best president you ever played with? Like, to the older players. Everyone who's golfed with Trump says Trump is the best of all the presidents they've golfed with. Now, not a high bar. 
Most presidents suck at golf. Trump has a I huge think, advantage. I think before Trump, the best golfer, I'm pretty sure it was JFK. I believe JFK like carried a pl- uh, not a plus four, a uh, four handicap, which is pretty good. But Trump, I'm pretty sure is I don't think he's scratch, but like he's a pretty good player, especially when he was younger. He's probably not as good now, but it's pretty cool. Right. Congrats on him. That can't be his first hole in one though. No, I doubt it, right? Right, like he's been and play- if it was his first, I think it would have said. If that's his first, play. congratulations. But there's no way that's his first. He's been playing a long time, and he's got courses all over the place, and a lot of par threes. Yeah, like I think, I think he's got a couple. But if that's his first, that's pretty awesome. When did that happen? Like I yesterday. Think yesterday, and the video is he posted on his Twitter too, underneath that statement of him like going the hole. It's pretty cool. Good for him. What people are such assholes. They're probably everyone's just probably like fake. <laughs> you didn't get all one. Shut the fuck up. What do you know? So what if the wind was actually at his back and it was one sixty five? Listen. Well, that's the thing. Is like I don't care about the details. <laughs> the details are fun though. It is weird that he was like, it was a slight wind, and then I hit this five iron into a really stiff wind. Then, like, like, wait, what? It cut the wind real strong. But I mean, maybe like he got a gust after he hit it. <laughs> And he's like, still worked out. It was a great club choice. I think it's hilarious. All right, so I wanted to start with that. Okay. But I also wanted to interrupt you because I know you're actually hosting this show. But I wanted to interrupt you and also say, the last time we were on this podcast, we talked about the Miami Dolphins, and we said, I hope they got Teron, They would get Teron Armstead. Oh, boy, did they get Teron Armstead. <laughs> you know who else they got? <laughs> I don't know. Tell the tell the people. Cedric Wilson Jr. Woo! If you don't think that's a get, guess who else they got? Who else they get? Who's that left guard we got from the Cowboys? Craig Williams? Yeah, Williams. Craig? Greg? Greg? I think I don't know what his first name is. But we got that guy. He's gonna help. That's it. That's all we did. We got Mostert. Oh, and Raheem Mostert. Oh man, what a team we got. We oh got Edmonds. And Tyreek fucking Hill is a Miami Dolphin. I don't care how much you hate the Dolphins media. I'm talking to you, all of media. All sports media are assholes. I used to think last year it was like a Dolphin fan thing. That like Dolphins fans just took everything personally and was like... It also is that. It is. It for sure is. But... There is a very weird media bias against the Dolphins, and I don't get it. We're easy. Why? Because Miami is the softest, not the softest, but one of the softest targets in all of sports media. But why? Like why? Like It's like Seattle, but no one cares about Seattle. Anymore. I don't see them do it to any other team. Because it's a big media market with a lot of fans, but the fans don't care enough to get as agitated like... If they were constantly doing this about the Red Sox or the Yankees, which would be or L.A., which would be the other logical markets, the fans would get out. Miami, but Miami, they're a basketball town. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's just weird. And a highlight town. It's and a soccer town. It's just weird. And Dolphins, the most hardcore Dolphins fans. Now this is gonna outrage people, but many of the most. Hardcore Dolphins fans are located outside of Miami Dade counties. That's for sure, but like, and that makes a difference. I, I mean, I guess so. Our it's strength just, is scattered. It's just weird, and it, it's definitely a real thing. But I, 
I gotta be honest, dude. I don't think I've ever been this excited for a dolphin season. And like the past few dolphin well, seasons, I've been tell getting excited. You right away, that you should not be. No, I don't think I think you should temper your no. expectations. Man. Well, hold on. I'm not excited for my expectations. My expectations are exciting. Yes, and I should temper. I those. agree. But even if they weren't, like even if I did, and I'm like, all right, I'm, you know what? Nine and eight is all I want. Like that's that's what I'm expecting. How do you not get excited about the roster? It looks good. I'm excited. We were a top five defense last year. All I know is, and we kept the defense the same. I will hope for the best, but I will. But until it's fielded week one, and even then, because like it's all made of glass. Well, here's what I think. It's got to stay. I've it's already stay together. I already am predicting right now. We're gonna get our doors blown off week one. Oh yeah. I think it might take I, some time. I see the way that I, I'll tell you the whole season. I'll right. tell you right now how it's gonna go. Mark this date in our calendars. Come back to this podcast when it all happens. This is the whole season. If you're ready. Week one, get blown the fuck up. <laughs> get absolutely trounced. Your defense is terrible. Who do we play week one? Who knows? Doesn't matter. Is the schedule out yet? Actually, only I the think home and, only the home I and aways. think we open up against the Jets. In Jets, we should be. If that's true, we should be at that game. The only reason why I say that is because I think my buddy, who's a Jets fan, was like, "All I know is week one, where me and you should go to the game." And I was like, "Oh, so I guess I am at that game." If it is. Yeah, for if sure. That is the game. That is the game. I'm going. To you game. know what? Actually, well, let me see. I will get my tickets now. Give me one second. I'm sorry. Frank, how many people have come? Jets, Dolphins, Week One, MetLife Stadium. We are going. So. You know what? That actually ruins my entire vision for the season because we're gonna fucking kill Tyreek the Jets. Hill's gonna run for 250 we're gonna yards. kill the Jets. He's I'm sorry. Catch Tua is gonna have a. Tua's gonna come out. Tua's not gonna have a good game. I will tell you that right now. You know what I love though? Tua's first two weeks are gonna be abysmal. Well, it's, it's not good. And the the roar. I don't want to hear abysmal. Tua it's doesn't have great. abysmal. Oh, it's, they're gonna be abysmal. Stop. Seven oh, picks. No, Still what? gonna win. Shut don't worry. The fuck up. Don't worry. Week three. I'm not worried. No, I'm no, annoyed no. that you would even say that. Because it's it's the fall before the rise. No, I don't want to fall. And then week three, four hundred yards, five touchdowns. Two doesn't need to never throw, looks back. Two throws seven interceptions in two weeks. He's getting benched. He's not. He's not going to survive. All I know is, I'm putting in a parlay. Are you ready for it? Two tongue of Iloa to win MVP. Aaron Judge to win MVP. Oh, that's sick. I don't know if I could do that, but I'm gonna. We gotta make all of our Dolphins bits. We should have done it at the end of the season because. Well. The odds all went up. Obviously, but like, I wouldn't have made those bets. Like, I don't. Yeah, we do. We make them every year. Yeah, but. We're gonna win it all. Now I'm like. Now I'm feeling like real froggy. <laughs> right. um, what do you think that pays? A future MVP in both league bet. I don't know. I think the Dolphins are just doing it, doing as best they can. Which I, I which is, gotta give credit to Chris Greer. He survived in what was an uncomfortable time, and immediately have this established and excited fan base. That is looking forward to the product he's going to put on the field. So, 
right, let's do. And little... I'm gonna be at that game, dude. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be there week one. Absolutely. Um, if it's MetLife Stadium, and Ray, I'm gonna bring Rose. We're all going. Family Dolphin. Game. I agree. Um, all right, so here's here's the question. We're gonna switch gears here. We're gonna go to MLB real quick. Okay. Thoughts on? Have you watched spring training much? I've only watched a few games. Obviously, you've seen highlights. I've checked in on the highlights. I haven't really sat down watch. I listened to the game today while I was on the road for one. I think this is the best I've ever done during a spring training. Where like, I don't care what anyone does. It's not like nothing that I don't care how bad people look. It's not affecting me. I don't care how good people look. It's not affecting me. The only person I care about how good they look is Aaron Judge, and he looks exactly like I thought he was going to look. And there's a reason why my parlay. For MVPs includes Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge for MVP is a lock. I think it's a lock. I think he's going to have just a ridiculous season. 2017-esque. It won't be as good as 2017 I in like certain areas. I like those two home runs. I mean, he just... Dude, that's why I like this Ronaldo Guzman kid. Ronald I, Guzman. That, those swings he's got. That take he that has ball. like a career 190 batting average. I don't give a crap. You should care. Hitting the ball to left. Dude doesn't hit the ball. Going the other way, lefty. You know who else I'm excited about, too? Who? I'm excited about Glaber. He looks good. He looks great. Quit the alcohol. He looks like old Glaber. Let's see um, if he can quit it in June. All right, so let's... let's. I want you to guess. Oh, God. In the American League, where do you think Aaron Judge falls for MVP odds? Do you think he's top five? Should be think? at least top ten. But he, I would put him, like, top two. Like, he's going to be... He's so he, right he has he's the playing, sixth best he's odds. The, I was going to say seven. But at six, he's at plus 2,200, and he's tied with, like, seven guys. Like, he's tied with Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau is plus 2,200. Aaron Judge is plus 2,200. Ridiculous. Luis Robert is plus 2,200. All right, who do you think's in front of him? Are there any pitchers in front of him? Kind of. Well, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is number three. I mean, there's no other pitchers. No. Okay, so then it's all position players, so Trout. Yep, he's number two. Uh, Otani's one, then? Otani's three. Okay, then number one. Uh... Hmm. I don't know. I don't know who number one would be. If it's not Otani or Trout. But I wonder, is it a, is it a problem that they're on the same team? Also, did you see the Syndergaard So that's what I was going to... Yes. I don't think he changes that team at all. He really does. They need... They need Syndergaard's another, not they good. Need another, he is going to be good, man. Yeah, he is good. The Angels will finish that third. That Mets staff was there. Just couldn't get on the field. They're good. Uh, there are... In the top four, two of these players are on the same team. Well, actually... Out of the top four, there's only two teams represented. We got two Angels, and then the other two are from the same team, and they're in our division. So that should give you a little, little hint. So is it Guerrero Jr. or something? It's Vladdy Jr. and Bo Bichette. Bichette. Which, I like Bichette. I don't see him having a season that can compete with any of these guys. You're putting Judge behind those two, though? And you're putting Judge behind Rafael Devers. <sighs> Which, Devers I can see winning an MVP. Bobochet makes no sense. So Aaron Judge is six behind those guys. I'm taking Judge. And I think he's going to have just a ridiculous season. 
Well, I'm excited for baseball again. They're so dumb with the extra inning rules. I listened to the Talking Yanks podcast. Or not even Talking Yanks, but the one that they do with Trevor Plouffe. Talking, um, talking baseball. Where they were talking about the rule. And I agree with them. Like, if you're doing... This rule is awful. I don't think you need a rule to that speeds the game that, that dramatically alters extra innings. I think it's tragic that you're getting rid of games. Like, I, I go back to the Derek Jeter in the stands game or all the classic Yankee Red Sox playoff games that, you know, go... 12, 13, 14 innings. It's, they're rare, but they're, they're memorable fun. and they're, they're important. So the game doesn't want them. And I do think that this rule is just boring and childish. And if you're going to do childish things, like make the really lean into the gimmick, I agree with them. They should do something different. Or I like the point system and just end the games at 9 innings. Or end the games at 10 innings. End the games at 12 innings. But... Jeez, man, the ghost runner on second base is so foolish. It's just it's it like illegitimate. It illegitimizes the sport in my eyes, almost as bad as the four pitch walk. I know that no one cares about that rule. It is the most. It it was the slippery slope. I feel like my like I remember sitting listening to grand or a grandfather at like Thanksgiving talk about you know whatever it was that if we allowed there would be a slippery slope and things slippery slope arguments were so ridiculous but the four pitch walk in baseball was the slippery slope that that's allowed them to implement every batshit rule they want to put in this damn sport I mean I hate it I think it's just so stupid and so unnecessary like I understand you're coming off of shortened spring training and you're gonna have some double headers it's just an excuse but it, you didn't need it. Um, all right, real quick. Do you know what a $50 wager on an Aaron Judge to a Tongue of Eloa MVP ticket wins? $50. More or less than 1500 Way more. Mm. I'm doing it. I'm going to put 50 bucks on this. Is it 5000 It's more. 9000 More. Oh, 12 More. No way. What is it? Fifty? More. hundred? <laughs> it's fifty-eight thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. Put seventy-five. Why don't we do a hundred? You do fifty, I do fifty. All right, Wanna I'll, split that? Yeah, I'll give you fifty. Alright, hundred bucks is a hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. Let's do it. Like I, Judge Tua? Judge Tua? Let's go Tua. Maybe. You should also Probably do, not. You but should also do it. Pick the NL MVP? Then we're talking about Tyreek, just in case. Well, you can't. That's you can't pick a third guy in a parlay. No, I mean like for like offensive player of the year. No, I mean like in case Tyreek. If Tua has a great year, think you think Tyreek is going to win MVP? There's so much Tua hate, but if Tyreek just goes off because Tua is feeding Tyreek the ball, I think it's going to be hard for Tyreek to win an MVP because you have Waddle and Gasicki. Like, there's going to be other guys. What if it's the run game and Tyreek that really carries the Dolphins' offense, and ever and Tua is just kind of average outside of when he passes to Tyreek? Can you even pick a position player to win MVP in the NFL? I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I can get odds on that. I could probably pick him for 
Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of quarterbacks. There's got to be... Oh, well, like Christian McCaffrey's on here, so hold on. Debo Samuel's on here. Oh, my God. Why is Tyreek Hill behind all of these players? Tyreek Hill... Oh, my God. All right, so hold on. Let's take Tua out. Do you know what a $100 bet for Tyreek and Judge? How much is it? $347,000. I mean... That's a pretty good bet. You should do the $50 bet on Tua, but then do like a $10 bet on... Judge and Tyreek. Tyreek. Just in case it just in case the two hate and they're but like Tyreek actually still has a great year. Like if Tyreek goes for like nineteen hundred receiving yards. I might do a, a couple of parlays with Judge as the MVP. Everything's gonna rely on Judge winning the MVP. I'll put like a Tyreek Hill's offensive player of the year in a Judge MVP. Put like a Tyreek offensive player of the year, a two MVP, and the Judge. What about like or maybe you should do it the other way, like what about like Giancarlo? The only Yankees, the only Yankee winning an MVP is Judge. Yeah, you're right. There'll be no other Yankee. The only other, the only per, other person I would pick to the win an MVP. There's only two other guys I would, I would pick to win MVP. Giancarlo. It's Trout and it's Shohei. I don't think anyone else has a shot. Vladdy could have a season of a lifetime, but I think it's going to be tough on that team with. The players around him. If Syndergaard could pitch anywhere close to a 3-5, that team is going to be really good. They still don't have pitching. Shohei and Syndergaard will be That's good. it! That's all they have. It's a lot. They're bullpens. It's more than ass. we have. They added a bunch of arms, but like, the arms are no Well, it's more than we have. What are you talking about? I actually really like our rotation. Especially with the way... Dude. Luis Heal. He's pitching well. Dude. He's going to be a stud. Maybe. All right, we, I think we've talked too much about sports. All right. Well, let's go. Because I don't want to talk about anything else anyway. Yeah. The world sucks. I hate everything. Hopefully we live to see you next week. I feel you.